This is Scott. This is Stephen. And this is the Poppable Podcast, where we share proven strategies and talk with industry experts to help you grow your pop-up business. Welcome back to the Poppable Podcast with Scott and Steve. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing pretty good, recovering from COVID. How about you, Stephen? Yeah, no, I'm well and, and continued recovery, my friend. I hope you get over it as, as quickly as you possibly can. Thank so you. we've got a, a great guest with us today, Michael Mongiardo from Eminent Property Management EPM, Senior Vice President of Operations. Michael, welcome to the Poppable Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Good morning to you both. Um, Michael, explain what, what EPM does, because this is a, a slight kind of um, left at the lights for the Poppable podcast in terms of, you know, look, looking at the, at the pop-up industry, but you, you generate revenues for malls. And I, I thought this would be some, some really great content for our listeners. So, so tell us about the business. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. EPM has a concentration in, uh, as you know, ancillary income management, which of course, you know, pop-ups fall under, uh, but uh, our concentration is to drive income to property owners and, and real estate developers of all sizes from small mom and pops up to some of the larger REITs across uh, the globe. Um, and, and again, our team looks to evaluate, implement different types of uses that will generate income and increase NOI for real estate assets. So we, we are considered the, the leading in this space. We lead the space for ancillary income management um, and that concept, which is something we did create about 12 to 13 years ago. Um, uh, aside from being in the business of uh, retail, uh, real estate leasing and management, uh, property management for the last 15 or so years. Cool. So for, for those people that, that, that kind of don't understand what, what ancillary income might be other than perhaps pop-up retailing, give, give us an idea of, of, of some of the areas and, and niches that you guys focus on. Sure. So, I mean, ancillary income itself is... Um, income that is generated from unconventional space on the property. So, you know, brokers and, and leasing teams internally are going to be working on that inline space, um, those ground, mm -hmm. uh, those ground lease tenants, um, out parcels, other, other types of, um, standard inline revenue, whereas we look for unconventional space. So the income we're generating is going to come from common area inside of malls, parking lot, uh, rooftop, um, and other common area that may be on the side of the you know, side of the shopping center. Um, as well as retailers, we do work with retailers so, as well. So, that, so, so that's things like um, ATM machines, uh, poster sites, um, that 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 kind of stuff. Am I, I, I'm in the right right area of, of that for our listeners. Yes, we have two different segments. We break it into. You have your conventional ancillary deals that we work on, which is your parking lot, your common area, things like mm -hmm. recycling bins, uh, ATM machines, different tent sales. Um, and other types of smaller pop-up style uh, retailers that go onto the property for a temporary uh, time time frame, um, and then you have your your asset development deals, which are more te technologically based, which is your cellular infrastructure, uh, different types of kiosks uh, for cash management, such as ATMs, Bitcoin kiosks, uh, as well as Amazon lockers, which is another very large program we represent. Cool, cool. So, I mean. I, I think everybody can, you know, uh, uh, associate with ATMs and and so on. Amazon lockers is is a relatively new 
innovation? What else is, is kind of new revenue streams, do you think? Or, or what do you think people are looking at or would like to see as, as far as revenue generating opp opportunities? I would say with the recent change of climate in the retail market, you know, not only from COVID, um, but slight other declines from previously before that, um, you know, land, landlords and retailers are looking for any way they can generate additional income to the property. Um, and in more ways, the way we do it is, of course, there's no expense to the landlord. So all of our services, um, there is no charge from our side. Our, our revenue is derived from the tenant channel uh, partnerships across the country and across the globe with the different partners. Um, the landlord uh, gets to take part generating these incomes um, at no expense with our full management um, in its entirety. So I think landlords want to have any type of income they can, especially when it's passive, when it's income they generate after they sign the dotted line and they really don't have to uh, put much effort into that deal making. They can just basically collect uh, this, this income and collect each checks each month um, or each year. So, I mean, I think that process and that, that concept of ancillary income management that we helped create um, in this format is why it's so widely used and why it's so successful um, you know, across the nation and now in, in, in multiple other countries. Uh, as you may know, we, we just started doing Canada last year and Germany mm -hmm. is a for us as well. Excellent, excellent. Hey, this is Scott, and thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I really hope that you're finding these episodes to be full of tactical and helpful information to grow your business. Are you planning or open to doing more pop-ups in the next year? Then let's get you positioned for the next opportunity. That's right, I just made up a word, but let me tell you a little bit about Popable, the sponsor of this podcast series as I think this should be your next move to making more pop-ups a reality. Popable.com is an online dating site for pop-ups, in a sense, where spaces can find brands and brands can meet spaces, markets, and even other brands to collaborate with. And to make this even easier, we are now introducing Popable Match. This incredible matchmaking platform will help you connect with the perfect brands and spaces for your next pop-up by digging into your wants and goals as a brand or a space. The best part, it's actually completely free for brands or retailers. And for spaces, there is no commissions or broker fees, just a minor listing fee with a world of opportunity. Swipe right to collaborate and discover new locations and then negotiate your next deal. Join us today on popable.com, the pop-up marketplace. Your next pop-up is just a click away. In, in, in terms of um, like new innovations, then um, it, it, is there anything? I know you mentioned Bitcoin. I mean, I mean I've started to see the emergence of, of Bitcoin um, you know, ATMs and kiosks in in retailers and so on. It, where else do you think the market is going in, in in terms of that kind of technology, or or is there is there something that that you guys have been working on that's coming to fruition that's 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 really quite new? I would say the newest venture, the newest program on board is the Bitcoin kiosk, which is the ability to uh, buy and sell cryptocurrencies throughout um, various locations where a Bitcoin kiosk or a crypto, uh, a BTM as they call it, Bitcoin teller machine would be located. Mm -hmm. um, again, you can buy and sell these cryptocurrencies at a remote location. Um, it's targeted towards 
I would say people who don't necessarily use the online trading platform, maybe people who don't have uh, or utilize bank accounts to fund their electronic wallets. So I think that is the newer age a, a new uh, and the newer program that's out there where uh, people are going to be utilizing these much more and they're going to be trading remotely at a gas station or at a grocery store. And again, the biggest uh, function of that is that our clients are going to be able to generate a monthly recurring revenue from that program. So are they deriving the, the just like a rental for the machine or are they getting a, a kind of profit on how Bitcoin's doing and how much that machine's trading? What's the What's the revenue model for them? Yeah, correct. Most of those units are paying a flat monthly rent. We negotiate a flat monthly rent that they would be receiving. Um, on top of that, there is a revenue share as well once they hit a certain threshold. So there's there's two different revenue streams from that program. Uh, but of course, flat monthly rent, everybody, that's what that's what everybody wants. So Interesting. Interesting. The size of EPM, you, you operate in obviously now three three countries. How many more is, are you guys representing and, and what's the, the, the portfolio look like? Are these are these, you know, premium A, A classes? Is it outlet? What's what's the spread look like? So EPM is currently uh, working with uh, 200 various clients across the globe um, and at more than 10,000 um, active locations um, in our database. And, and that comprises of 90% retail, uh, roughly 5% in office and industrial and medical, and then the other uh, 5% or so would be residential, multi-unit residential. So 90% okay. of the assets are retail, and that could be single-tenant retail or the retailer directly, such as a grocery store, C-store owner, um, as well, and of course, the, the large open-air shopping centers and regional shopping malls. So, so yeah, 90% of our portfolio is still focused onto that retail sector. And, and as far as, like you say, commercial, like office, um, properties are concerned and, 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 and some residential. Is, is it the same kind of product mix? Is it ATMs, are you, Amazon hubs? How, how does that differ from, from retail and mall activity? I would say retail is, I mean, retail is utilizing everything from our marketing yeah. programs, such as the light pole banners, digital ads, um, the parking lot revenue, the different tent sales, fireworks, flower tents, recycling bins. Um, ATM machines, Amazon lockers. I mean, really widely used. All the programs are are, be, are being implemented into retail. Um, office and medical, we're really focusing strictly on the Amazon locker program because, you know, the Amazon locker drives traffic. It's not where some of these uses need traffic coming to the center already. The Amazon locker actually brings the traffic to the property. So essentially, a medical mm -hmm. office, uh, a, a C-store property, the retailer direct, they want Amazon Locker at any cost, you know, even if there is no rent derived from it, even though there is, we do have a monthly rent that we um, are able to get from Amazon Lockers. But, you know, people and, and retailers and landlords want the Amazon Locker at the property because it's driving traffic. It's driving very good numbers on, an, on a daily and a monthly basis to the property. It's also an amenity. It's an amenity for the employees mm -hmm. at the property, the tenants the patrons that visit. So, you know, if you look at those, the trifecta, the rent, the traffic it generates and the amenity, it's a really great program um, overall. Excellent. Excellent. Look, looking at, at, at the industry and through a wider sort of lens, you know, people have been saying, you know, retail is dead. You, you'll have heard me say on, 
on on this podcast and others where I've guested that that retail isn't dead. You know, it's just been it's just been evolving and it, and it's continuing to to thrive. Where do you think the industry is going as a whole? You know, the shopping mall industry. I mean, we know we're probably going to lose you know maybe twenty five percent of malls over the next you know three five years. What, what what's your take as a as an industry professional about where the the, the mall industry is going? I think retail is definitely not dead at all. Um, I think it just hit a, a bump in the road from a few different factors, unfortunately. Um, and it's just going to be revitalized by not only retailers coming in, but maybe some unconventional players that were not uh, in the space prior. Uh, maybe some players that are going to be growing um, and expanding rapidly, which we do see all over the place. Um, and then utilizing some of these unconventional ways of, of creating revenue such as the ancillary products, the ancillary services, um, and other various formats to bring revenue to the property. Um, so yes, unfortunately, there are uh, malls that may not make it in the end uh, due to the decline prior, but um, I do think that retail is, is definitely going to be back and hopefully better than ever with all these new um, innovative and creative ways of, of, of bringing tenants to the property, as well as you know what you're doing, like these pop-up spaces great way yeah. to create income and to just get people excited and, and have um, interactive different uses at the property. So, I mean, it's exciting yeah. for me. I, I certainly don't want to see retail go anywhere. I mean, I love going out and I love seeing people and I love just the whole, the whole aspect of it. I couldn't agree more. The yeah. industry, as we said, has been evolving and, and you know, the, there are going to be some casualties along the way. That's just the evolution of business. What's your hopes for the future down the line then of your business and of the mall industry? Have you, have you got any insights into that at all? Yeah, I mean, our hopes for our business is obviously that, um, you know, the company continues to grow um, um, in, a, in a very positive direction. Um, we are picking up, uh, you know, not only new assets, but new clients with large portfolios, uh, you know, not only on an annual basis, but almost every month there's a new client that comes on board or a few different clients that, that are just exposed to the idea of generating ancillary passive income, being able to drive traffic to their centers with these, with these creative ways, these creative programs and projects. Uh, we're going to continue to build additional projects, not just the ones we have in-house, uh, you know, the 12 or so flagship programs, but constantly uh, implement some new ideas and bring new smaller retailers as well as larger partners, such as Amazon, such as you know, NCR Cartronics is our ATM provider. Um, you know, American Tower is our cellular infrastructure provider. Just continue to bring these different innovative concepts to market through our service and implement those across uh, the assets um, that we work with and that we will work with in the future. Cool. So, you, you mentioned kiosk operations earlier on. What sort of retail formats have you done as far as kiosks have been, been concerned? Is it is it the typical thing you might see, you know, mobile phone accessories and jewelry, or is there anything that's slightly different or is it more mainstream as far as kiosk operations is concerned? Yeah, well, I mean, generally EPM has to focus on things that are scalable. It's very hard to work with any type of really zoned in market where it, it might be a, a smaller retailer operating in just one region. So we do need to work with our vendors, our tenants are, are ones that can be scaled across the larger yeah. portfolio. Obviously, you know, if we're servicing 50, 60 locations for a mall owner, we need to be able to try to put those uses across the portfolio. So kiosks, I mean, we're seeing some food, um, a lot of food sure. um, 
service kiosks come into play. There's there's shaved ice, snow cone, different types of cultural foods that are coming out that there's they're going to be we're going to be scaling over different uh, territories. So I really like that. I like the idea of the food service, whether it's desserts, whether it's lunch, whether it's um, fast casual. So we really like those concepts, and we have been focusing a little bit of energy there. Um, and then, of course, uh, a lot of our pop-up, you know, tents are going to be obviously in the parking lot. So, uh, like as we said, fireworks, uh, flowers, and those are great for you know Fourth of July, Mother's Day, Easter. So those, the holiday, uh, the holidays are, are, are what those are focused okay. on. Gotcha. So a lot of con- lot of consumable. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of those pop up here, and there, and then they're franchising those out. Very good. Is there particular programs that really work well for for most landlords that are kind of like your go-tos that drive a good chunk of the revenue on the ancillary side for them that, you know, if if you're putting out like a a list, like here's your your top five programs, what what are those top four or five projects and stuff that you might be laying out for a landlord to consider? I would say, believe it or not, the parking lot revenue is the largest um, sector of the ancillary Mm -hmm. space. Um, the tent deal and the recycling bins, just because of them being built over a 10-year period and active at more than 5,000 assets, those parking lot revenue programs are massive. I mean, we're generating more than six, seven million in annual rent rental incomes on those properties collectively mm-hmm. for those portfolios that we work with. Um, so obviously, you know, that that's a great number. And then your technolo- technological programs uh, being our newer style ATMs and those Bitcoin kiosks, the revenues on a large scale between those two programs are, are pretty massive as well. So I would say um, our, our parking lot, recycle bins, uh, fireworks, tents, as well as uh, the Bitcoin kiosks and the ATMs are going to be the, the leading mm-hmm. four uh, programs out there. Um, just in terms of size and what, what they've become over the years. You know, they're, they're, I think there's potential for other programs that are newer, uh, but because of their time to market with us, it's going to take, take a little bit of time to get those to where um, they may see larger returns overall. Very good. Very good. Very cool. I, I am curious about the whole um, just Bitcoin ATMs. Are you actually seeing a pretty decent user adoption you know, at the I properties would say usability is, is, it's not, it's not as heavy as it's going to be. Uh, it's being uh, forecasted for the next five to 10 years. Um, so, you know, contracts that we're putting in place are 10 year deals. I think, uh, I think year five forward, you're going to see a lot more users um, mm. going to those units and, and utilizing the purchase and selling of the Bitcoin transferring cryptocurrencies. Um, the good thing is some of our units, uh, one of the partners that we do work with have some proprietary um, use of uh, utilizing cryptocurrency to actually now pay bills or, or use at different partner stores or retailers that they're working with where you could you might be able to buy groceries with cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a real that's a real big innovation. That's that's brand new. And again, that's 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 with one of the units that we are working with. So, um, you know, just little things like that are going to. I think get a lot more users on board and, and force people to start using these other alternative uh, uses of payment or uses of, of currency. Yeah, I could certainly see yeah, you know, like a Bitcoin gift card type transfer being a potential use case. You know, especially if it's you can get you know gift cards or you know for the retailers or in the shopping center as part of that transaction. That'd be kind of an interesting yeah, process. Yeah, I think that's. I think I could certainly see that happening. I mean. It's amazing because if you look back and you, know, you think to yourself like, oh, you know, 
when this Bitcoin came out and these other all these other currencies, you know, and still people I talk to people every day, they don't even understand it, right? I mean, it's 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 amazing. Uh but but what it really is is it's pretty astonishing that I mean you can literally purchase these cryptocurrencies, have them in your electronic wallet. I can go to the store and if I forgot my wallet at home, I can literally sell some Bitcoin right on or sell a different cryptocurrency and I can utilize um, Apple Pay to make a purchase with get for gasoline. I mean, that's literally what you can do out there right now. And it's still just the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. early in the curve for that. I think it's going to evolve much, much more. And and hopefully, uh, you know, people not only people, patrons, but retailers adopt methods so that it makes it easier for people to utilize uh, utilize money. Yeah, totally agree. M- Michael, if people want to get hold of you, what, what's, yeah, the, what's the best way to for them to connect with you? So uh, best way is obviously uh, go right to the website, www.epmnational.com. Uh, we also have eminentpropertymanagement.com, but uh, generally we are focusing mm-hmm. on epmnational.com. Um, you can email info at epmnational.com and uh, feel free to call our office uh, 631-406-0009. That's our local number. Well, yeah, I, 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 we'll put all that information in the in the show notes as well. It's fascinating to talk about a, a, a different aspect of revenue generation other than the, the kind of pop-up stuff that, that Scott and I are into. But um, thank you for that great insight. It's been, been really good having you on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having cool. me on. Yeah, Michael. Really appreciate Surely. it. Thanks for joining us, Michael. We'll see you again, everybody, soon on the Poppable Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Poppable Podcast, brought to you by Stephen Brooks, the pop-up retail expert, and Poppable.com, the online community marketplace that matches pop-up brands and spaces. If you have any questions for the show, you can email us at questions at poppablepodcast.com or leave us a voice recording at poppablepodcast.com. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe, and we'll both see you next time on The Poppable Podcast.